Hey, good to see you. Hopefully you're seeing us on Facebook. I believe, at least we are under the impression that we are out of Facebook jail for now. But welcome. It's good to see everybody. Hope you're doing good. Put your name, where you're from up on the screen so I can say hey to you in a little bit. We got, we'll see, we're seeing if we're on Facebook or not. We're hoping that we are. If we are, let me know that you're seeing me on Facebook. If not, go over to YouTube. God bless you guys. Happy Thursday. Right off the bat, you know, as we talk about uh, Brianna Taylor, some interesting stats came out that I saw that are from Stu from The Blaze. And this is the threat of police for black women in the United States. This is the number of black women shot by the police documented from 2015 up till today. So let me make sure that you understand what it is that I'm reading to you. This is the number of black women that have been shot by the police because we all know that white police officers, namely are a grievous threat to all black citizens. Correct. Although there's no statistical proof whatsoever of any of that. As a matter of fact, of course, I'm saying that sarcastically and we've seen the FBI UCR stats about, you know, nine, 2019, nine unarmed black men were killed by the police in all of 2019. 19 unarmed white men were killed by the police in 2019. But this is the, since Brianna Taylor, and I, and I do consider her to be a victim of sorts. Just remember that she was standing right next to all the, here's the lies. First of all, the lies were, and I know a lot of you know this already, but just to make sure the lies were that the police knocked on the wrong door. That's incorrect. That Brianna Taylor was asleep in bed. Because you'll hear the protesters say this stuff out on the streets. They'll be screaming it in people's faces as they try to force people to say her name. Say it, say it. You know, they do that out there. Say George Floyd, say Brianna Taylor. You know, well, she was not asleep in her bed. She was standing next to her boyfriend who opened fire on police. Her boyfriend shot at the police first shooting a police officer in his thigh, severing his femoral artery and police fired back. Those are what we call on this show facts. Those are the facts. That's what really happened. It was a, it was issued as a optional no knock warrant. They did not use it as a no knock warrant. They knocked repeatedly as is testified to by an independent witness. So those are the facts. I wanted you to know them. Brianna Taylor is, is a victim, all right? But she, I mean, her name was on the warrant. She has past associations with a drug dealer. A body was found in a car that was leased to her. This is not somebody who's completely and totally white as snow, but I do consider her to be a victim because she did not shoot at the police. Her boyfriend did, but it was in the dark and she's standing right next to him. He shot first and they shot and she got killed. But here's the, since it's being portrayed by Antifa and Black Lives Matter that law enforcement is out hunting black women on a regular basis, let's look at the stats, shall we? This is the number of black women shot by police per year since 2015. Again, from Stu from The Blaze. 2015, in all of the 365 days, of 2015, one black woman was shot and killed by the police. 2016, one 
black woman was shot and killed by the police. 2017, one black woman was shot and killed by the police. 2018, zero black women were shot and killed by the police. 2019, one black woman was shot and killed by the police. And this year we are at one, and that is Breonna Taylor. So to say it, like I said, all the others in 2020, one black woman was shot and killed by the police. So let's go burn down an entire city block or an entire city in the name of an average of less than one per year. Again, folks, same lies, different packaging. COVID-19, a grievous threat to your life with a 99.9% survival rate. Police, systemic racism in police officers, a grievous threat to your life. And here are the numbers. Both lies packaged by liberals, packaged by socialists, packaged by Antifa, by Black Lives Matter, and most importantly, the Democratic Party. This year, this year, four toddlers have killed people. Four toddlers have accidentally killed somebody this year. That's four times more than black women were shot and killed by the police. Just to put it out there for everybody. It's all a bunch of stinking, smelling, bold-faced lies. And people buy into them. Lock, stock, and barrel. From Benny Johnson, I have an important announcement for everybody tonight. Joe Biden has found a new running mate. From Benny. Benny Johnson, Joe Biden has announced a new running mate. It looks similar to his other one, but a new run. And, and they put together a collage of photos. There they are together in various poses. There we go. There, Joe Biden has found a new running mate by the name of Chris, Chris Wallace. There you go. That was the uh, debate mediator, if you want to call him that. Moderator, mediator, whatever it is. All right, how many more times, this is from Skyrider on Twitter about John Roberts. He writes, how many more times do you want to hear this? Because we can post videos all day. You should not stoop this low. Play the video for me. The vice president for not specifically calling out Antifa and other left-wing extremist right. groups. But are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups sure. and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities, as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland. Sure, Are you I'm prepared to, to do specifically that, do it? Well, I, would ahead, say, I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing, not from the right so wing. So what, what, what are you saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say I'm, it. Do it. Say it. You want to call them? What do you want to call them? Give me a name. Give me a white name. White supremacists and right like me to condemn? White supremacists and right proud proud boys, Stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left because this is not a right his wing own, problem. This is a left wing. This is a left wing. So I wanted to just document this. This is where it all began. This has been all over the news since the debate where Trump now has to say again, I'm not a racist, I denounce white supremacy, I condemn racism, I condemn white supremacy, over and over and over again. Once again, you got Chris Wallace 
and Joe Biden versus Donald Trump in the debate. Do it, do it, say it, do it, do it. It sounds very similar to what you see on the streets when it, with Antifa and Black Lives Matter in people's faces telling them, put your fist up, say her name, say his name, do it, do it. It's the same mentality over and over again. But Trump has already said it a bunch of times. How many more times do you have to say it? I wrote this to somebody on Twitter today, one of these reporters who's getting thousands and thousands, John Roberts, thousands and thousands of replies on his tweet. As I said, you know what, John, let me ask you this. Okay. Are you, are you, will you today condemn white supremacy? Now I'm going to ask again tomorrow and again the next day and again the next day until I am convinced that you are against white supremacy because that is your rule, right? You have to say it over and over and over again until people are allegedly convinced somehow or another. Play the next video for me. Have you ever heard this president say one negative thing about white supremacists? Have you ever heard it? Racism is evil. And those who cause violence in its name are criminals and thugs, including the KKK neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and other hate groups that are repugnant to everything we hold dear as Americans. Have you ever heard this president say one negative thing about white supremacists? Have you ever heard it? We are a country that stands united in condemning hate and evil in all of its very ugly forms. Have you ever heard this president say one negative thing about white supremacists? Have you ever heard it? In one voice, our nation must condemn racism, bigotry, and white supremacy. Have you ever heard this president say one negative thing about white supremacists? Have you? See, all you gotta do is put some emotion into your bold face lying. Have you ever heard one time this president speak against white supremacy? Have you ever heard it? All you gotta do is put some passion behind it. It's just like when Joe Biden during the b debate was alleging falsely, of course, that President Trump had said that people that some of our soldiers that had died in war were losers. He never said anything like that verified now by multiple witnesses. But all but all he does is start going, you know, my son fought in the military. And I, you know, my, my son was in the military. And you will not. Well, there's, it's all based on a lie. You're just putting a bunch of emotions behind your bold face lying. That's all. Have you ever heard Anderson Cooper? Have you ever heard in your life Donald Trump? He put all this emotion behind the lies. It's, it's absolutely demonic to be able to conjure up that much emotion behind something that you know is absolute deception and lies. That is just like the devil. Here's some further verification of where Trump stands. He doesn't deny them at a minimum. I totally disavow the Ku Klux Klan. I totally disavow David Duke. When you say the party is self-destructing, what do you see as the biggest problem with the Reform Party right now? Well, you've got David Duke just joined. A bigot, a racist, a problem. I mean, this is not exactly the people you want in your party. So are you prepared right now to make a clear and unequivocal statement renouncing the support of all white supremacists? Of course I am. Of course I am. Sometimes do I have to reject? I've rejected David Duke, rejected David Duke. Uh, I've rejected the uh, KKK, the Ku Klux Klan. About the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists because they should be condemned totally.
Racism is evil. And those who cause violence in its name are criminals and thugs, including the KKK, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and other hate groups that are repugnant to everything we hold dear as Americans. In one voice, our nation must condemn racism, bigotry, and white supremacy. All right, so from 2000 to 2020, numerous, numerous times, Donald Trump has condemned racism and white supremacy and the specific groups that go along with it. How many more times, and the specific individuals that go along with it. But yet it's never enough because it's, it's very similar to go, you know, by asking somebody like, when was the last time you beat your wife? How do you, I mean, the only way it's a story, the question is the story. Because the only way to answer that question is to say, I never have. Then then the headline will be what? Uh, Donald Trump, Tom Lipley denies ever beating his wife. You see, that's all that it's about is creating headline. Why in the world is nobody asking uh, Joe Biden the exact same question? Because the media is the Joseph Goebbels media acolyte arm of the Democratic Party. And of course, this was exemplified in today's uh, press room, a press conference with Kaylee McEnany, spokesman for the president. Play that for me. Kaylee, if I could start off, um, I'd like to ask you for a definitive and declarative statement without ambiguity or deflection. As the person who speaks for the president, does the president denounce white supremacism and groups that espouse it in all their forms? This has been answered yesterday by the president himself, the day before by the president himself on the debate stage. The president was asked this. He said, sure, three times. Yesterday, he was point blank, blank asked, do you uh, denounce white supremacy? And he said, I've always denounced any form of that. I can go back and read for you um, in August 2019 in one voice our nation must condemn racism, bigotry, and white supremacy. In August of 2017, racism is evil, and those who cause violence in its name are criminals and thugs, including the KKK, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and other hate groups. I have an entire list of these quotes that I can go through with you. He has condemned white supremacy more than any president in modern history. Just to clear it up this morning, can you, (laughs) naming it, make a declarative statement that that the president denounces? I just did. Uh, The president has denounced this repeatedly the, the president was asked this you're you making just, you're contriving a no, storyline and a narrative asking you to put he this said, to rest i just did i read you all of the quotes and if you need quotes. to see them in can writing i will put them in an email hold on so Kaylee, can, can, can you right now denounce white supremacy and the group that just did. the president has denounced white supremacy the kkk and hate groups in all forms he signed a resolution to that effect uh, the president just last yeah, week perhaps back you on, all weren't covering it but Delusional. just last week expressed it's his desire to see the kkk prosecuted as domestic terrorists this president uh had advocated for the death penalty for a white supremacist the first federal execution in 17 years his record on this is unmistakable and it's shameful that the media refuses to cover it. Yeah. All right, back to me real quick. So John Roberts asked Kaylee, will you today put it to rest? Well, okay, let me ask you, does anybody out there want to beat up puppies? No. Okay, you just said it, right? Okay, now one, two, three, four, five. Now, you just said that five seconds ago. So right now, will you put it to rest? That you don't want to beat up any puppies? Oh, okay, now you just said no, right? One, 
two, three, four, five. All right, now where do you stand? Do you still feel like, well, I just told you twice, Tom, in the last 30 seconds that I don't want to beat up puppies. Well, what about now, though? And see, this is the game that the media plays. They're just creating stories. It doesn't matter. So if he says it today, are they going to ask on Friday? And then, well, you just said it on Friday, so now it's Monday. Do you Are you still against white supremacy? Because all it does is get the question into, into press. It's the question. And press doesn't really, you know, doesn't really apply anymore. Nobody really reads papers anymore. But it gets it in the media bloodstream. It makes it a, a news headline. President asked about white supremacy. That's all that it's about. Well, so John Roberts takes a smackdown in the press conference, and then he doesn't like that everybody's coming after him. Play that video for me. And for all of you on Twitter who are hammering me for answering that, for asking that question, I don't care because it's a question that needs to be asked. And clearly, the president's Republican colleagues a mile away from here are looking for an answer for it, too. So stop deflecting. Stop okay. blaming the media. I'm tired of it. All right. John, John Roberts is tired of it. So we're going to let. Okay. Why does it need? He's like, this has to be answered. You know, this has to be asked. Why does it have to be asked when he's already answered? He was on the White House lawn yesterday, getting onto the helicopter and was asked then, Johnny. He was asked then. He was against racism yesterday. So now he has to clear it up today. Clear up what? Clear up what? What does he need to clear up? He answered it in 2000, right? And an old NBC show. And now numerous times from 2000 to 2020, he said, sure, three times on the stage. Are you against white supremacy? Sure, sure, sure. How many more times does he need to say it? You're enabling people. If you keep on answering, you're just enabling them to continue to ask you that question over and over and over again. Eventually you have to just tell people, go pound sand with your stupid question. So that, you know, John Roberts just can't handle the heat and he's getting, he's getting blistered on Twitter. I mean, I was one of the ones that sent him a message on there. So here's the question too. Now we all, and a lot of us, we watched the debate and we, we might've been bothered by Trump doing all the interrupting that he did. And just so you know, it bothered me too. I was not crazy about all the interrupting he does, but mainly because I hate being interrupted, but maybe it's because there's new things going on and there's new rules. Now, Back in the day, and some of you aren't old enough to remember this, some of the debates that you may have seen, you know, whether it was between Reagan and, you know, Reagan and Mondale or, you know, Bush and Clinton, whatever it may have been, you know, Dukakis and Bush, you know, the, you know, Bush and Kerry. Listen, things have changed. Things have demonstrably changed. Things are just not the same as they were. Can't we all come together? No. There you go. No. You cannot come together. Listen, the Bible talks about it, folks. You cannot just come together. What do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? Do not be yoked together with an unbeliever. The thing is, sometimes, listen, coming, there's a big difference between unifying and living with. I'll live with, anybody wants to do whatever they want to do. I don't really care. As long as you're not forcing me to do it and you're not forcing me to say that I'm okay with it. I don't really care how you live. I'm more of a, you know, 
Republican slash libertarian. Live and let live. I don't really care what you do. Leave me alone. Leave my guns alone. If you want to live and be gay, go be gay. I don't really care. Just don't come and ask me to approve it forcefully. Don't come up to me. I don't, you want to go march around and protest as long as you're doing it legally? I don't care. Don't come up to me and try to force me to say George Floyd's name or Breonna Taylor's name. I won't do it. Don't try to get me to put my fist in the air supporting Black Lives Matter. I won't do it. That will not go well for you. Believe me, I'm not going to do any of that garbage. So I don't really care what you do. But see, the rules have changed in life. They're different now. Basically, I think this, I'm stealing this. Uh, maybe from Bongino or somebody else. I'm almost sure it was Bongino, but the outcomes, you know, no, it was Ben Shapiro. Maybe I can't remember. I watched so much of stuff. I can't remember. I want to give the proper attribution, but I'm not sure who it was, but we all used to believe in, in the same outcome, but we had different means to get there. We all used to believe Democrats and Republicans used to believe, you know what? We got to keep America strong. We got to fund the military. Got to, you know, keep America being the great. And Democrats used to believe, you know, back in John F. Kennedy's days, you know, they used to believe that America was the greatest country in the world. They used to believe it. Now they hate it. Now America is a systemically racist culture that needs to take down this, all of our amendments. It needs to take down the electoral college. America's full of hate. They, they, so they don't even believe America is great anymore. But Democrats and Republicans, ostensibly speaking, not, you know, of course, not in completion, used to have the same sort of wanting for an outcome. We had the same end game. Keep America great. Keep America safe. Well, you can see that's not the one. When you have Antifa, which is Joe Biden supporters, and Black Lives Matter, which is Joe Biden supporters, out there burning our streets down and looting and pillaging. And it's not, what does stealing sneakers out of a Nike store have to do with George Floyd or Breonna Taylor? Taylor, you'll have someone else explain that to me at some point. But we don't have the same ideals anymore. And you can't, it's, it's very difficult to, to operate with them on a, in civil terms. And what I, I don't mean violence, Facebook, don't ban me again right yet. I don't mean violence in any way, shape, or form. I'm talking about verbal right now. So when Trump, he's interrupting multiple times, it's because of the new rules. It's because, quoting Guns and Roses, welcome to the jungle. It's a different world now. Look at how uh, Attorney General Bill Barr, look how he was treated on Capitol Hill by members of Congress that are Democrats. Play it for me. My time, Mr. Turner. In oh, that's where that. My question is: that, Do you think, as the chief, reclaiming my time, reclaiming my time, Mr. Barr? My question. I think it was an assault. They were told by loudspeaker that the park police were preparing to clear a street, and could they move well, up the street? Uh, reclaiming my time. I think you said likes to lay everything at the feet of the president, the but this is a federal republic, and the president respected that. And our response, okay, and our response has been Mr. largely run by governors. Now, for someone who claims to be so concerned about executive overreach, I haven't heard anyone talk about just keeping an eye on what the governor's doing. Mission that they count inhabitants. I mean, the, the, my time, sir. Just but you before did the election, I think in another I'm one I voted by my now. time, sir. Yeah. I don't agree that it's a that it's a okay uh, reclaiming my time and again that we're before Donald Trump raised concerns about in it. Every fact, major publication. Reclaiming my time, sir. 
on why isn't it true june 9th i'll get to that mr Barr. i mean it, does it does it have mr. to Barr, do with quibbling i will get over? to that reclaiming my time you answered the question okay. i have another question General, you did answer the question no you I'll said under penalty of perjury i'm going to answer the damn question you okay? said the answer and, was and, yes and, is what you said well are you saying no i think what i was referring to and i'd have to see the context of it was the supplying of documents no mr attorney general the statement was not limited to the supply of I, documents you stated at a press what, mr attorney general I, I reclaiming my time talking reclaiming about. my time i think that's what i was talking about on april 19th sounds a naturally occurring substance attorney general reclaiming my time <laughs> when people resist you, law enforcement they're not peaceful reclaiming my time i'm surprised at your lack of respect for a member of congress what purpose for what purpose does the gentleman see for months you've tried to get the attorney general to come he's here why don't you let him speak why don't Thank you let you him know. answer the questions the gentleman is not time after time if you gentleman, want the attorney general to come at least let him answer the questions the and the accusations made against the general, him the gentleman's rudeness is not recognized rudeness <laughs> you see what that's that's the jungle that that is where trump lives you have jim jordan at the very end after after ag Barr is banned from speaking by being filibustered over and over again by Democratic members of Congress. They ask him a question and then talk over his response. Trump knows the arena that he lives in. Every single day he's lied about. Every single day he's denigrated. Every single day he's defamed. Every single day he is accused of crimes he has never committed. Every single day he's called a racist. Every single day he's called, called treasonous. Every single day he's called a, a, somebody who colludes with the Russians. I don't even know what the word would be, colluder, I guess. Every single day, and you never get to talk over it. I mean, you never can get... it. All, all these stories are all over the media, all over social media. You never get a chance to respond. And then when you do have a chance, when you have a microphone in front of your face, then they talk over you. That's the, the arena that we are in. Things have changed. It used to be ask a question, answer a question. Ask a question, answer a question. Now it's ask a question. And depending on who's answering it is whether or not you will allow them to answer it without your interruptions. That is just where we are right now. These are new rules for verbal combat, new rules. Now this is a this is a great video. This is from Bongino and CNN. This is a uh, Trump representative on CNN being interviewed. Look how he handles himself. Again, look at the similarities between this and the debate. Play it for me. This question to them. We're not going to answer the white supremacist question anymore. It's obvious they're morons. Everybody hates them. Trump has refuted them a thousand times, six different ways from Sunday. You're only asking it to create a fake controversy about a question you already know the answer to. Let's start asking the question of Joe Biden. Watch, this is, this is just, this is fantastic. Hogan Gidley, CNN yesterday. Do you have any idea, John, what an exalted cyclops of the KKK is? Because Joe Biden sure does. He spoke at a funeral for one and praised him profusely. Any idea who George Wallace is? Joe Biden sure does. Yep. He thanked so, the person so, who so gave listen. him the award in George Wallace's name. Listen, any Hogan. idea what a racial jungle is? So, so listen, it's what Hogan. Joe Biden doesn't I, you know, want his kids Hogan, to grow up Hogan, in. Hogan, Joe Biden's record Hogan, on race is Hogan, absolutely disgusting. Hogan, Joe Biden, Donald Trump Joe Biden was opening defend, up his properties Biden, to African Americans and Jewish people. 
people his while you were still in local television Joe news, John. You know, one the thing, Hogan, is, this one president thing, Hogan, has a record of respect Hogan, and Hogan, understanding Hogan, these groups Hogan, like nobody Hogan, else. I'm Hogan, sorry, I'm not going to sit here Hogan. and let you call the president Joe Biden of the United States a racist when he is the can only defend one. He is Joe Biden can defend his own record. He can defend his own relationships and he did in the past. We have a... Remember this one, Joe? Oh, holding, a flag. He's holding 15 yards. 15, I'll get a million emails. 15 yards. Biden campaign. Good. Finally. There you go. Back to me. So those are the rules. That's what you have to do now. I mean, you may not like it, and that's just, that's fine. Don't enter into public, you know, politics. Or like me right here, I'm on a podcast right now, and the only one that ever interrupts me are my buddies that are actually running the podcast right now. They're the only ones who ever interrupt me. So you can have your, your own stage. But if you go into the public arena now, Democrats will try to demagogue you. Democrats will filibuster you. They, they asked the question. You know, the question was asked of the Trump representative. And then the guy said his first time. It's like that. I don't remember what cartoon it is where the, the cartoon character goes, Mama, Mama, Mama. Mama. The guy says Hogan like 40 times. I know I'm exaggerating. Hogan. Hogan, over the guy's trying to give an answer to the question that he was asked, but that's the arena. And you're like, Tom, you're making excuses for Trump. I'm not making excuses for him, for him. I'm just telling you that that's the arena that he's in. You know, he's got, he's got battle fatigue, man. And this is, this is, this is the arena he's been in for the last almost four years. Let me say hey to a couple people now. Hey, real quick now. Who knows when we'll get banned off of Facebook again? Well, we are banned from, so there's no confusion. We were banned off of doing live videos, not downloading my videos onto Facebook from doing live videos like we're doing right now. We're still banned off of a specific IP address. We don't really know the tech behind it right now, but that's what we were banned from. I need everybody, listen, I need everybody, switch over to YouTube, even I was able, even I was able to get an account on YouTube. All you got to do is put hit sign in and you can get an account on YouTube. You see foundation church. That's where we are. Foundation church. Same as we are right here. Foundation church. That's all you got to do is type us in and subscribe on YouTube there uh, to foundation church. And we'll be live for you every Thursday and Saturday. Listen, the, before we got banned, I'm looking at, you know, uh, Facebook tonight, we got uh, almost 100 people on. I don't know how many are on YouTube yet. I'm going to say it to everybody in just a second. But before we got banned, we were live on YouTube between six and 700 people and at 22,000 views before I went to bed that night. So we've lost a lot of numbers. I need everybody to like and share. And I need you to switch over to YouTube. You've got to go get an account. I know some of you hate, hate tech. I get it. I'm with you. I'm one of you. I'm just telling you, you're, if you want to see us live, you've got to get equipped on YouTube. YouTube doesn't ban as often as Facebook. YouTube demonetizes. I don't make any money off these videos, so they can't do anything to me. But they can, you know, demonetize me on YouTube, but I don't make any money, so it doesn't matter. So I need everybody to do that. Like and share this thing. On, on Facebook and everybody go and switch over to YouTube whenever you can get an account on YouTube and subscribe. You'll get the notifications of when we go live. Let me say hey to everybody on YouTube and Facebook as many as I can. Hey, Andy H. Good to see you. Wes S. Good to see you. Josh F. Uh, Jesse, God bless you. Chris R. Eric B. Good to see you, brother. Love you. Ron B. God bless you. Jacob D. 
God bless you guys. Dennis, God bless you, brother. Love you. I see my church people on on Facebook. Hey, Daryl, God bless you. Hey, 60, love you, brother. Hey, Oliver, love you. Hey, Blake, God bless you. Just switching, <laughs> scrolling as much as I can. Hey, Alex, Diana, God bless you guys. Laura A., God bless you. Hey, Sandra, God bless you. Sandra J., uh, Rachel from Oregon, God bless you guys. Yeah, if you can, always put on where you're from so I can identify you better. You may not know because there's multiple Toms, multiple Daryls, multiple different names. Hey, hey, Pam, God bless you. Hey, Jeff, watching from Chicago, God bless you. Hey, Richie, love you, man. God bless you. Hey, Bailey, love you. God bless you. Glad you're always with me. <laughs> appreciate you a lot. Seriously, you're always on. Really appreciate you, Bailey. God bless you. All right, so, oh, hey, you know what? Let me, let's me let do that. This is the imitation I was looking for from the CNN reporter that was badgering the uh, Trump campaign rep. This is what the guy sounded like. Play it for me. Lewis, 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 <laughs> Lewis, mom, 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 mommy, 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 mama, 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 ma, ma. <laughs> you can bring it back. That's what it's like talking to a Democrat. That's all they'll do is demagogy and filibuster you. That's why Trump did, he, did what he did. I don't agree with all the interruptions. Listen, if it was me, first of all, give Biden plenty of line, man. It's just like you're trying to reel in a big fish. Let him go exhaust himself. Let him go talk as much as you. I mean, he's, he's, his be, he's our best friend, Trump. I mean, Biden talking is what's best for our side. Let him talk next time, Mr. President. Let him talk. But Trump, by the way, he won that debate, clearly, but it was too ugly. He won it. He didn't lose any support. He won it, but he could have gained a lot more support if he let Biden talk. So in the next one, let Biden talk. That's our best friend. Let Biden say whatever it is that he wants to say. Speaking of what uh, Joe Biden said or didn't say, Biden said during the, the debate, Trump accused him of calling the military. Now, remember, Biden falsely accused President Trump of calling our military dead losers. That never happened, verified by multiple witnesses. But that doesn't ever deter a proper lying sack of crap Democrat from continuing to spill out the sewage that perpetually falls out of their pie shoots underneath their nose. It never stops. So Biden... Uh, alleged, uh, Trump says, you called the military stupid bastards. And Biden said that he didn't. Play that video for me. He called the military stupid bastards. He said it on tape. He said stupid bastards. He said it. Stop. I would never say I would that. Play stop. It. Play it. Go ahead. Two, I appointed Johnson to the academy. I want you to know that. Clap for that. There you go. You can read it right there. And two, I appointed Lieutenant Karen Johnson to the Academy. I just want you to know that. Clap for that, you stupid bastards. Come on, man. Man, you are a dull bunch. Must be slow here. Man, I don't know. Play the play the video shot from the cell phone for me. And two, I appointed Johnson to the Academy. I just want you to know that. Clap for that, you stupid bastard. Man, you are a 
Must be slow here, man. So did he or did he not say? Remember what Biden said? I never said that. Play the video. Well, there you go, Joe. It was played. You did say it. Liar. Just a perpetual liar. All right, from the Gateway Pundit 930. Breaking gang member Deontay, gang member. While many in that community laughed, shot videos, and mocked the police and celebrated right after seeing this shooting, Deontay Lee Murray charged with attempted murder of two L.A. County Sheriff's deputies in ambush shooting. There's the pic for you. On Wednesday, Los Angeles authorities charged Deontay Lee Murray with attempted murder in the ambush shooting of the sheriff's deputies. Done deal. Arrested. Play the sheriff for me. Good morning, everyone. William. On September 12th of this year in Compton, we saw the worst of humanity. A cowardly act where a suspect ambushed and shot and attempted to kill two of our deputies on the Compton uh, packs. This cowardly ambush was followed by bystanders celebrating and cheering that the deputies had been shot. And that was followed to the hospital and the sanctity, the quiet sanctity of a hospital of protesters cheering and chanting for the deputies to die. These acts and that, that day, I will not forget it. And it represents the worst in humanity. And it shocked the whole nation. And that back evening, that's good. There you go. At least there's an arrest on it, and that's something to be celebrated. And I'm, I'm seriously very happy about that. All right, from Liz Wheeler, One American News. 37, this is from 929, 37 United States universities on to COVID-19 tonight. 48,300 positive COVID tests and 37 United States universities. Ready for the stats? Two hospitalizations. Everybody's worried about kids going back to school. 48,000 positive tests, two hospitalizations, zero deaths. How many kids die per year at United, at United States universities of alcohol poisoning? 1,800 per year die of alcohol poisoning at United States universities. So far this year, COVID deaths out of those 37 universities, zero. Reopening of K-12 schools. What is the risk? 550 schools were tested. They had a 0.078% of the students confirmed with COVID. 0.15% of the teachers were confirmed with COVID, which was lower than all the surrounding areas. The hybrid model of schooling, and that means you're in school some days, out of school the other, you end up with an infection rate of 52 per 100,000. If you have full capacity schools, you end up with a, an infection rate of 21 per 100,000. Hybrid democratic theory schools, 52 per 100,000 infection rate. Full capacity, open up the schools with no limitations, 21 out of 100,000. Facts. These are facts. Study in Scotland, 300,000 NHS workers. 
household exposure. It's all about whether you should open up the schools and our kids going to kill their teachers and our kids significant vectors of COVID-19. Well, let's look. Study out of Scotland, 300,000 NHS workers were tested. Household members, household exposure to kids lessened the risk of adults getting COVID and being hospitalized with COVID. If your kid was exposed, you were better off living with them. Again, the exact opposite of Anthony Fauci. Lock everybody down. Lock everything down. The exact opposite. As always. Will this data ever come out or will they continue to ban people like me from espousing the truth? Who knows? Latest CDC data. Or some of it I've already given you. COVID post-infection death rates. Latest CDC Robert Redfield deep state, deep state hack information. They Even they can't fabricate it better than this. Here's the post-infection death rate. Zero to 19 post-infection. That means you had COVID. Here's your post-infection death rate. Point zero. Zero, three percent. Close everything down then because people from zero to 19, our children, oh, we have to protect them. That's what the Democrats say as long as they're born. We have to protect them, right? Because after all, they have a point zero zero three percent chance of dying of COVID. Three one thousands of one percent chance of dying of COVID after they catch it. Close the schools down, man. Oh, man, close them down. This is an existential threat to your life, just like the white law enforcement officer is to the black person, right? See, it's all the same smelly, stinking lie. What's the, what's the post-infection death rate for most of the people that are watching tonight? 20 to 49. What's your post-infection? You caught COVID. What's your chance of dying? Point zero two percent chance of dying of COVID if you caught it, if you are 20 to 49 years of age. Two one hundredths of one percent. You know, it's interesting. These numbers are equal to or less than what? The flu. And what have I been saying since March 1st? This thing is a flu bug. No, Tom, we don't have 200,000 people die of the flu. That's correct. And you didn't have 200,000 people die of COVID either. They're attributing things to COVID deaths that are not COVID deaths. I won't go deep into that tonight because I've done it ad nauseum. But one thing, I mean, if they, if they calculated and documented the flu the same way that they calculate and document COVID-19, you would have 200,000 flu deaths per year because they're put their count there calculating COVID deaths as people dying of COVID when they didn't die of COVID, they died with COVID. They're saying people died. They're, they're crediting COVID deaths with people who are carrying COVID on board. There's millions that have carried COVID on board. Millions that have antibodies. If you test positive for it and you got struck by lightning, they put you down as a COVID death. I put that, I played it last week from the, the state senator, Dr. Jensen, out of Minnesota last week. 
He said this. There was two examples. They had people DOA dead on. They were dead on arrival. They were dead on the scene of an automobile crash. The paramedics. This is all in the mainstream news. The paramedics were forced to drive the dead bodies to the hospital for a COVID test. Why? Why would you get a COVID test when the person was dead on the scene? If you, if we did the same attributions, the same calculations, and the same documentation for the flu every year that we're doing for COVID, it would be the exact same number or more. The stats are showing it. The prevalence of COVID-19, high prevalence, which means lots of people have caught it, very low death rate, as I've been saying, for months, months and months. Here's your survival rates, 0 to 19. Post-infection, 99.997. Survival rate, post-infection, 20 to 49, 99.98%. Survival rate, post-infection, 50 to 69, 99.5%. 70-plus, 94.6%. Close the entire country down. And you're like, no, Tom, things are opening. Are you sure? They're not opening. Folks, there's nobody at our stadiums. We can't do that. You know, we can't put all these people in. Why? You, this is the CDC. This CDC statistics right here. 99.997. 99.98 survival rate for anybody. So basically 100% survival rate from 0 to 50. And then when you crest 50, 99.5% survival rate. And you close everything down. It's all a stinky, smelly, disgusting lie. And we got, I mean, most everybody's wearing masks still. Don't tell me everything's opening up. It is not. Don't tell me things are getting better. It's not. You have, listen, you have a presidential debate and both candidates are up there espousing this is the greatest plague since the Spanish flu. Incorrect. Incorrect. That is not true at all. It's lies. Absolute lies. And it's coming out of the CDC. And they're part of the conspiracy to make COVID the greatest plague since the Spanish flu. But even they can't make, how much do you really believe these numbers? They're probably better than the seed. They're not going to be worse. This is, the, this is as bad as they can make it because they're part of the cabal to call COVID a great black bubonic plague. It's not. Even they can't come up with better numbers than 99.9% survival rate. It's all a lie, folks. All a lie. Things are getting better, right? That's what everybody says. Well, this is from the Washington Times, 929. Lansing, Michigan. Governor Gretchen Whit Whitmer extended, there you go, extended Michigan state of emergency. Really? State of emergency. It's a state of emergency in Michigan. Again, where are the bodies? Tom, you're callous and you're mean. No, I just tell the truth. Where are the bodies? Listen, if you, if you think this is an existential threat to your life, right? Why has there been no body snatchers showing up on your street? That's a police term. Cop right here, 1992 to 2017. Where, why, where, where's all the Hertzes showing up on your street to collect all the bodies? Where are the bodies on the street? Have you seen any? You seen any? Where are they at? Exactly. Well, 200,000 have died, Tom. Well, we have less deaths this year than we had in 2018 up to this date right now. 
There has to be 800,000 more people die this year total for us to match the 2018 total. So our death count is the same or less than it's been over the last three years. Total deaths. The average age of death of COVID is 80. The average age of death in America is 78. Could it be that most everybody's everybody's receiving a uh, a COVID death? Uh, you know, they've been pronounced a COVID death when they would have died anyway. Could that be? Well, that's exactly what the health department director said out of Illinois. They said if somebody's in hospice and they were going to be dead in two weeks and they test positive for COVID, we call we put that down as a COVID death. So Deborah Burke says we have a very liberal approach to mortality. So it's all not true. And people don't believe it, but I'm like, again, okay, don't believe me. Ask yourself, where are the bodies? Where are all the bodies? Where are all your friends that are di- have died? And there's going to be somebody. I had a friend that died. I had a, well, everybody has a friend that dies of something all year long. So somebody's going to die. I just had a relative that died. I understand just now. My uncle just passed away. I get it. People die. I understand. I'm sad about it. Washington Times, 929, Lansing, Michigan. Governor Gretchen Whitmer extended Michigan's state of emergency Tuesday, continuing a declaration that is the basis for various orders designed to fight the coronavirus. The 99.9% survivable coronavirus plague. While the emergency had been scheduled to expire Thursday, the governor had been expected to continue it which of course she does, the little totalitarian Stalinist who likes to sit on her throne bequeathing essential or non-essential. The declaration, which she has lengthened many times, will now run through October 27th. In her order, the Democratic governor said the health, economic, and social harms of the COVID-19 pandemic remain widespread and severe, really. I'm going to go over their numbers in a second. State emergency operations are necessary to bring the virus outbreak under control. It's just, it's just killing everybody in Michigan, right? If you catch it in Michigan, don't worry. You only have a 99.9% survival chance if you catch it. You know, be, be, be terrified. The purpose of the order is to allow Whitmer to continue using executive powers granted under Michigan law only in an emergency. So as long as she can continue her emergency order, state of emergency, she can do anything she wants without any state legislature approval. Hence the reason. That's what every Democrat in the United States wants. That's why every single totalitarian state, New Jersey, New York, Michigan, Illinois, Pennsylvania, Maine, Oregon, Washington, California are all Democratic governors. Every single one of them, you still can't go to church without passing a 21-step plan to open up your church in California that Pastor MacArthur is blowing off. God bless him. So what, what she said, in her order... Democratic governor. Now remember, this is 929. Today is October 1st. So this is what? Two days ago. And it's been extended till October 27th. And she'll extend it again. You know, at least past what date? Past what date? November 3rd. So she says in her order, the Democratic governor said the health, 
economic and social harms of COVID of the COVID-19 pandemic remain widespread and severe. All right, well, let's look at the stats for Michigan, shall we? Out of a state of over 10 million people, first of all, let's get this out in the open. She had the most lunatic, pathological, psychopathic nursing home policy in the union. Most of the idiots out there, like Andrew Cuomo and Phil Murphy of New New Jersey and New York, they just took elderly COVID sick patients and put them in the nursing home. Not Gretchy Whitmer. Old Gretch now. She didn't just put elderly people who are already sick with COVID into nursing home, costing into nursing home homes, costing them thousands of deaths. So far, she's also refused to release her nursing home numbers. Shock of all shocks. And uh, Governor Cuomo of New York, he also has refused to release his nursing home numbers until November 5th, two days after what? Trump gets reelected, November 3rd. So she not only put, so you had infected uh, elderly people who they got, they went to the hospital, so they had to have a hip hip replacement. They live in a nursing home, go to the hospital, get the uh, hip replacement, catch COVID. She put them back in the nursing home per policy. She not only did that, but she was also putting people who weren't elderly in the nursing homes. Remember the viral video that was out of the young black man beating up an 80-something-year-old man inside of a nursing home? That was old Gretchy. That was Gretchy Whitmer, who was put in that, that kid, had various mental handicaps. She stuck him. She put anybody with COVID in the nursing homes. That's who these people are. Capitulating, collaborating, Christian mask wearers, and church COVID-19 mitigators. This is who you are in lockstep with. Pastors whose churches are social distancing. Pastors who closed your churches and you haven't repented of it. This is who you're in lockstep with. Gretchen Whitmer, Joe Biden, Andrew Cuomo, Gavin Newsom, the Democratic Party. They're the ones who believe the same things about COVID as you do. I never closed my church. I've never put out an alcohol gel station. I've never social distanced. I've never worn a mask. I've never required anybody to wear a mask. Who does that? Uh, Just you and Democrats. Remember that. Here's the numbers out of Michigan. 10 million plus people live there. They've had 6,900 COVID deaths. That's 69 per 100,000 people. Here's your chances of dying of COVID in the state of Michigan. Point. 0.6% 0.6% chance of dying of COVID in the state of Michigan. Six one hundredths of 1% chance of dying of COVID in the state of Michigan. And she says, in her order, the Democratic governor said the health, economic, and social harms of, co- of the COVID-19 pandemic remain widespread and severe. That's severe? That's severe? It's not. It's never been about keeping you safe. It's never been about keeping you safe. It's always been about controlling you. It's always been about unseating Trump. It's always been about ushering in socialism. It's always been about the mark of the beast. It's been about ushering in the book of Revelation, unbeknownst to those that are ushering it in. That's what it is. 
But we can resist. We can James 4, 7 this thing. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Resist means actively fight against in the Greek. From Scoop News 929. CDC recommends. Everyone says it's getting better, right? Thanksgiving's what? The last Thursday of November. I don't know what date it falls on. So it's got to be November 20 something, right? So we're on what? October 1st. And yet this is still going to be such a huge problem. COVID-19. That the CDC recommends virtual Thanksgiving to lessen risk of COVID-19 spreading. Oh, really? I can flat out tell you, you can take that and shove it square up your rear end. Never in a million years. Look at what they recommend. Thanksgiving, moderate risk activities, small outdoor dinner, visiting pumpkin patches and apple orchards, small outdoor sports events. No, thank you, CDC. I'll do whatever it is that I want, whenever I want, don't care what you think, I have the numbers. So many people are such low information people. Again, you know, I was talking to somebody online today. You know what, if you're going to be a Christian and you're going to espouse various theological points, here's a, here's a, here's a suggestion. Read the Bible, read the Bible, actually get the biblical viewpoint. Instead of just saying, well, this is what I believe and that's what I believe, actually read the Bible and make the Bible what you believe because your faith is supposed to come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith is the word of God. Faith is trusting what the word of God says, not what your feelings say, not what you want to be true. And see, it's the same thing going on here. You're going to strap on a mask with no information. So that's your philosophy. Your, your philosophy in life is to do what you're told without ever looking into it. Really? And then you're going to espouse the virtue of putting on a mask, of social distancing, of closing your churches, of locking down. You're going to espouse the virtue of that based on absolutely no data whatsoever. That's most of America, by the way. Even the Trump supporters. Mo- Listen, most Trump supporters are gladly putting on masks. Most, listen, there's a large percentage of us that are not. There's a large portion of us that are. Why? Based on what numbers? Well, I'm doing it to protect others. Masks, masks don't protect others, nor you, from COVID. There's not a mask on planet Earth that keeps out a COVID-19 particle. Not one. But yet, for some reason, you put it on. Anthony Fauci in March said they don't work. And now suddenly reverses himself. Don't be a low information person that just believes what some politician or health department director tells you. All right, from Sarah Carter, 929. This guy is becoming more and more every day a hero of mine. Elon Musk says he won't take COVID-19 vaccine. God bless him. And calls Bill Gates a knucklehead. He says, quote, I'm not at risk. Of course, neither are my kids. Again, what are the stats? I got them buried here. I buried them. Now I got to find them. Look at the stats. Here they are. Is he right? Is he right? Listen, if he said that in the presence of many evangelical pastors, if he said that in the presence of many, they'd be like, how dare you say that? How could you ever do that? Well, he says, I'm not at risk. Neither are my kids. Well, I believe Elon Musk is under 50, is he not? And his kids are obviously under 19. So their percentage chance risks, the chances of them, their post-infection survival rates in Elon Musk's house are 99.997, 99.98. The highest risk in his house is 0.01%. 
period. Hey guys, grab this laptop from me uh, over here. Not laptop, iPad, because it's shut off. See if you can do something with it. So Elon Musk says, I'm not at risk. Neither are my kids. The, the, now, I don't like the way they frame this. So I'm not going to read this. Eccentric entrepreneur. Is how they, that's not correct. He's not. Who is not a stranger to making controversial statements said, said to host Kara Swisher on Monday's edition of the podcast. Musk, Musk also bashed the United Kingdom's nationwide lockdown measures as a no-win situation amid soaring virus cases in the UK, adding that it has diminished my faith in humanity. You know why? Because lockdowns do nothing. Mask wearing does nothing. If they do anything, they do the opposite of that which you're trying to get them to do. They kill more people than they save. They don't save anyone. They just kill people. Most people catch COVID-19 in the midst of being locked down. Hence the reason you look at the highest deaths per 100,000 in the United States. It's in the states that had the strictest lockdown measures. Facts. Facts. So virtue signaling quarantining mask wearing Christian give me your stats for wearing and doing what you're doing Christians you are still sitting out of church right now because you won't go because you're going to protect grandma and you're going to protect yourself give me your stats you don't have them period you just pride goes before destruction you just won't admit you're wrong out of your own pride that's all that it is and your pride smells in the sight of god all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags to god isaiah 64 6 elon Musk then suggested that as a more targeted alternative anyone who is at risk should be quarantined until the storm passes this earned him a swift rebuke from swisher and her and her citing the number of lives that could potentially be lost if such a limited lockdown was implemented lie 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 elon musk retorted everybody dies he remarked <laughs> correct the 49-year-old billionaire has made a similar comments regarding the pandemic in the past. He has previously called the lockdowns of the various countries, especially in the United States, unethical and de facto house arrest. Correct. Absolutely right. All right. From the Gateway Pundit, 930. Muslims go wild and praise Joe Biden after he says, inshallah, during last night's debate. Was it last night or two days ago? Two days ago, right? Biden, so two days ago, Biden's campaign confirmed, Biden's campaign confirmed he indeed said, inshallah, last night, which is in Arabic means what, Aaron? Uh, God, willing. God willing in Arabic. That's what it means. Play the video for me. Millions of dollars, and you'll get to see it. I, I, and you'll get to when? see it. But let inshallah? me just tell you, Chris, let me just say something. Hey, play it again for me, Aaron. But let inshallah? me just tell you, millions of dollars, and you'll get to see I, it. I, and you'll get to when? see it. But let inshallah? me just tell you, Chris, let God me willing, so he said back to me. So there you go. He said it. The Muslims loved it and praised Biden. Hence the reason why you don't see Biden, Obama, Kamala Harris, or anybody else rejoicing when Trump takes out Baghdadi, Soleimani. Biden was against taking out Osama bin Laden. Even Barack Hussein Obama was willing to do that. The worst president in history. But lo and behold, Joe Biden wanting to be beneath Wanting to be worse than the worst president in history was against taking out Osama bin Laden. I wonder why. Recall, 
from the Gateway Pundit, Biden pandered to the Muslim community over the summer and said more Islam needs to be taught in schools. More Islam needs to be taught. And why is why is it never more Christianity should be taught in in, in schools? Why, why is that? Why is that Islam should be taught in schools, Joey? Why not Christianity? Why is that not to be taught in schools? Play that video for me. I can't thank you enough for all you've done so far, and that's for. Uh, Thank you for taking the time for watching today. On, Look, out, Joe. one of the things I think is important, I wish, I wish we taught more in our schools about the Islamic faith. I wish we talked about all the great confessional faiths. It's one of the great confessional faiths. And what people don't realize is one of my avocation is theology, don't realize is that we, we all come from the same root here in terms of our fundamental basic beliefs. Wrong. And uh, I just want to thank you for... Uh, for giving me the opportunity, for being engaged, for committing uh, to action this November. You're doing what's been, uh, been that's, uh, that's never been done before. You're registering and turning out one million Muslim voters this November. It matters. Your voice, your voice is your vote. Your vote is your voice. Muslim yeah, Americans' voices matter. So again, I don't really care if you're Muslim or not. Do what you got to do as long as you're not affecting me. As long as you're not forcing me to say that Muslim is right, Muslim is not Muslim, being being of the Islamic faith, you know, being a Buddhist, uh, being whatever, a Hindu is all straight paths to hell. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by him. John chapter 14, verse 6. Don't really care if you're Muslim. That's your business. However, it is not the same as Christianity. And we can see who Joe Biden is bootlicking on a daily basis. All right, from Breitbart from today, comments from Senator, Senator Ted Cruz. Senator Cruz told Breitbart News in an exclusive interview on Wednesday that former Vice President Joe Biden would pack the Supreme Court and the Senate filibuster and make Puerto Rico and Washington, D.C. states to entrench Democratic power. Let me just focus on the last part. If this, if Puerto Rico and Washington, D.C. are made a state, by the way, you have to change the Constitution to make Washington, D.C. a state. You cannot do it. It is a district stipulated in the Constitution. You would have to have a constitutional amendment. Don't let anybody pull the wool over your eyes. It can't be. But the reason why they're doing it is so they get two senators from Puerto Rico, two senators from D.C. President Trump received 8% of the vote in D.C., 8%. He lost D.C. by 92%. That's why they want it, because it gives them two, four more total senators so they can rule the Senate for who knows how many decades. You will never see one time ever a senator out of Washington, D.C. that's Republican. Also, Senator Cruz said on Wednesday that the Senate will confirm Judge Amy Coney, Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court before the end of October. Listen, this guy knows he's on the inside. Listen, I was not a big fan of Cruz during the whole campaign, but he has redeemed himself. I love you, Ted Cruz. You're back. Thank God you're behind Trump. You're part on the Trump train. God bless you. He's speaking the truth. And Amy Coney Barrett will be confirmed, he said, before the election, before the end of October, he said. Also, quick hitters from Breitbart. Contracts awarded. For 40 miles of new walls on the Texas border. God bless them. Build the walls. They're 30 feet high. Build them and build them higher. Stronger. Better. Like Trump always says. Another quick hitter from Breitbart. Joe Biden is spending the first day of October today off the campaign trail. Yesterday. 
Yesterday was the start of his whistle stop tour on trains. Of course, he's never in any state but Pennsylvania. I'll get to this in a minute. The man's never anywhere but Pennsylvania because it's right close to Delaware. And here he is the day after the the two days after the debate. He's off again. Look at the article. Joe Biden is spending the day of the first day of October off the campaign trail, according to reports, after spending more than a third. This guy wants to be president of the United States, the most powerful man on the planet. He spent more than a third of September off the campaign trail. And this guy wants to hold the most powerful office on planet Earth. And he can't even run a campaign. He can't be out campaigning. All right, for Joe, now we'll do our Joe Biden section of the Tom Lipley podcast tonight. For Joe, I put it this way. Lying is just who Joe Biden is is he is a pathological psychotic liar play the video for me jungles his words he recently lied about attending a historically black university delaware state another whopper take a look hbcus i i got started out of an hbcu delaware state now i don't want to hear anything negative about delaware state here okay they're they're, they're my folks Problem is, Delaware State University denied that Joe was ever a student at the historically black university. In reality, instead of attending uh, that school, Joe got his start, well, in the U.S. Senate, working with the segregationists to stop integration of schools and busing. According to Joe, didn't want the kids, as I said, growing up in that racial jungle. Joe Biden has been in the swamp for nearly 50 years. HBCU schools means historically black colleges or universities. Now, what he said was... And what, you know what he'll say is, my memory failed me. No, no, no. Listen, folks. Memory fails you when you go, you know what? I did it on Wednesday and you actually did it on Tuesday. Or I got your phone call at 5 o'clock, but you actually got it at 4 o'clock. That's where your memory fails you. These are convoluted. These are made-up lies. I mean, do you realize how psychotic, how pathological you have to be to say, I got my start at an historically black college? First of all, did... How Biden is 78 years old. I want to know, you know, at that, where was Delaware state at that time? Did they even exist? He never even attended the school. And he said, that's where he got his start at Delaware state university. And people don't know. He mixed it up with Delaware. No, he didn't because he said HBCU school. So he's saying I was at that time. He would have been the only white man on that campus. Do you see how pathological you have to be to make up a story like that? Your memory's not failing you. It's like you said before when he said, I finished first in my class and I had three, uh, uh, three, I finished my class, first in my class with three degrees and I was under full scholarship. He was under, he was under a half a scholarship. He finished with one degree and finished at the bottom of his class. And his answer was my memory failed you. No, no, no. You made all of it up. That's what you call pathological. You're a liar. You're like one of those guys sitting on a bar stool claiming to be an army ranger. And all you've ever been your entire life was a stalker at Walmart. And you ordered your fake army gear off of fake army websites. Giving yourself various different ranks and taking pictures of yourself. That's not your memory failing you. That's called being a psychotic, pathological, lying sack of crap. That's just who he is. 
Play the next one for me. And then there were moments like this, repeated later during the campaign. When I marched in the civil rights movement, I marched <laughs> with tens of thousands of others to change attitudes. But he never actually marched in the civil rights movement at all. Ultimately, it was accusations of plagiarism in his speeches. I did not know that was a Robert Kennedy quote. My mistake. <laughs> that forced him <laughs> to me. drop out. You don't misremember whether or not you march with tens of thousands of people with Martin Luther King. I, I, I remember whether I would remember whether I did that or not. I, mean, I was a cop for 25 years. I'm not misremembering that. I got hired. You can check all this. It's on public record. August 13th, 1992. I retired August 14th, 2017. Those are all facts. That's what I did. That's no, there's nothing. I remember all those 25 years of service and he's saying he marched in the civil rights movement. Flat out lies. Absolute flat out lies. Play the next one for me. According to the New York Times, presidential candidate and former Vice President Joe Biden lied about his involvement in the civil rights movement when he first tested his presidential message to a New Hampshire audience in 1987. Listen to this now. Tens of thousands of others to change attitudes. The report states that despite his advisors reminding him on more than one occasion of one, well, pretty tremendous flaw in his speech, the fact he never actually marched during the civil rights movement, he assured them that he understood but kept telling the story anyway. So there you go. He was told by his own staff, you are lying. I understand. And they just kept doing it anyway. I miss, I miss Johnny Carson. Play this for me. Now, on, on the political scene, uh, one of the Democratic candidates is Senator Joseph Biden. Have you seen the problem he's been having? He went around and made a speech. And apparently, he quoted a, I think it was a British politician took his speech and kind of paraphrased it as his own. And then the press got on him, and then he was charged also with taking part of Bobby Kennedy's speeches. And Biden says, not to worry, he reassured his staff, he said, we have nothing to fear, but fear itself. <laughs> Come back to me. For you youngins out there, that he's saying is, that Biden said, this is a joke, but he said to his staff, we have nothing to fear, but fear itself, which is from Ronald Reagan. There you go. From the Federalist, 930. Why doesn't anyone ask Joe Biden why he's dodging Obamacare taxes? Now, they were all up in arms about Trump, right? Trump is not accused of anything but avoiding taxes. Not, not, not criminally avoiding taxes, just avoiding taxes. That's all. Everybody avoids taxes. John Kerry got caught parking his boat in one state over another because he got less taxes in one state than he did in the other. It happens everywhere. Democrats routinely are caught trying to avoid. Oh, well, Reagan said it after FDR. FDR said, then Reagan said it again. So, yeah, FDR, no, you have nothing to fear but fear itself. As FDR originated it, and Reagan said it also. So there you go. But anyway, so nobody's asking Joe Biden about his own obfuscation of Obamacare taxes. So here's the thing. Reporters should dig. This is from the Federalist, 930. Reporters should dig into Biden's tax returns. However, in the same way, they have shown a seemingly unquenchable curiosity regarding Trump's for one reason. Biden claims to support Obamacare, but he but has consistently avoided paying Obamacare taxes. You always hear him espousing Obamacare. He said it in the debate the other night. 
You read that. You, you read that right. I know this is from the Federalist. I'm reading the article. I noted last year that Biden's 2017 and 2018 returns showed a tax avoidance strategy that allowed him to circumvent over half a million dollars in Medicare and Obamacare taxes. According to their own returns, Biden and his wife, Jill, Dr. Jill, did the same thing in 2019. So 17, 18, 19, avoiding Medicare and Obamacare taxes. Here's the strategy explained. Since the vice president left government service in early 2017, the Bidens funneled their income from book royalties and speaking fees through two corporations. They paid themselves modest salaries through the corporations, corporations on which they paid full social security and Medicare taxes. The Bidens took most of their, this book and speech income over 135 million dollars from old streetwise common man joe not as wages however but as profits from the two corporations taking that income as corporate corporate profits allowed them to avoid payroll taxes on 13.5 million dollars because social security taxes only applied to the first $132,000 of income in 2019s 2019, the Bidens didn't avoid paying the taxes that fund Social Security. But the 2.9% Medicare tax applies to all income and the 0.9% high income tax created in Section 9015 9, of Obamacare applies to all wage income over 200000 for an individual and 250000 for a family. Taking their income as corporate profits allowed the Bidens to avoid paying this combined 3.8% payroll tax on more than $13.5 million in income they received from 2017 through 2019. The Bidens circumvented a staggering amount of taxes, $513,540 in a total of three years. And he's Mr. Obamacare. Even as he released another set of tax returns showing his continued willingness to circumvent Obamacare taxes, the Biden campaign continues to run ads in which Biden claims Obamacare is personal to me. That's how they are. That's the Democratic Party. Also from the Gateway Pundit, Joe Biden arrives at Pittsburgh train station. Remember now, this was yesterday, and he took today off. Play it for me. There's, there's nobody there. There's nobody there. <laughs> yeah, here they are getting off. I think they told certain people to go woo over and over again. Woo, listen to them. Yeah. Come on, keep doing it, keep doing it. This is the weirdest time of my life. Since March of this year, the weirdest time of my life. I have never seen anything like this. You have somebody running for president and there's like 12 people there all masked. Him and Jill get off the train masked. It is so weird. I was watching, uh, you know, cause I was eating chicken wings at a sports bar yesterday with a buddy of mine. 
And we were sitting there talking, and we occasionally I just said, I even told him about it. I said, can you look up at the screen right now? There was some game going on. I don't know. I can't remember whether I was seeing football or baseball or whatever it was. I think it was baseball. And I think also maybe some basketball highlights or something. But I looked up there, and there they are. You know, I'm looking at professional sports with the cardboard cutouts. I mean, these these professional athletes. And the piped-in music. Like, I watched... Because I wanted to make sure that I'm giving accurate information. I've totally boycotted the NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Done with all of them. Done. But I, you know, I, I wanted to make sure that I was accurate in my reporting. So I actually turned on an NFL game for 60 seconds two weeks ago. And it was the Kansas City Chiefs versus the San Diego Chargers. So I wanted to make sure what, what I was saying was accurate. There wasn't a soul in the stands. Totally empty, because I believe it was in San Diego. So Gabby, of course, Newsom wouldn't allow a soul in there. And they were piping in the, the fan noise. I'm like, this is this is Twilight Zone material. And I'm like, there, I, listen, if you're not boycotting these things, what you're doing is you are helping to usher in a new norm. You're helping to usher in a new norm. People will get used to this. It, it won't be long until everybody's used to watching and not that I would ever watch the stinking worthless LeBron James in the NBA, but watching them play in their, in their tube, their blacked out tube with their virtual fans. I saw Ellen DeGeneres show the other night. As a matter of fact, I had it, but I, for some reason I didn't put it on the show. I'll have to get it for everybody on her show. Everything was virtual. She had all these people with, she had probably, I see my tech guys trying to dig it out right now. She had all these people on her show and everybody was a TV screen. All of her audience was a TV. You got it, buddy? Yeah, you are the man. It'll take it a minute. Yeah. If we can get it up there, I'll show it to you in a second. But I'm not, I am never going to get used to any of this garbage. I refuse it. I'm not going to participate in it. I'm not, I'm not going to buy my league pass again. I mean, I don't care even if, if, and when, and listen, it, right now I'm telling you flat out, it is if. If we ever have full stadiums again, you got the little totalitarians that are running all these states. Listen, Trump didn't shut down. Biden was saying it the other night during the debate, the debate that Trump has cost the economy. No, the economy was destroyed by lockdowns. Who did the lockdowns? Trump was in support of 15 days to slow the spread. We're close to 200 days later now. And Gretchen Whitmer just extended her emergency order. Gavin Newsom is still under an emergency order. Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey are still ostensibly closed down. Closed down. The governors killed the economy. Absolutely destroyed it. But here's Ellen DeGeneres from the other night. Play that for me real quick. Again, you saw him say hi to everybody. <laughs> Tell me, folks. Twilight Zone. Back to me. I can't stand watching that woman. Twilight Zone, man. Don't get used to it. Don't don't let them brainwash you. Don't get used to it. All right, from Breitbart, some interesting polling information. This is the first polling that's come out that has in included the day of the debate. According to Rasmussen, after including one night of post-debate polling in its five-day rolling average, Trump's job approval rating climbed from 46 to 49%, while his job disapproval Number dropped from 53 to 51%. Two more polls have more good news for Trump. This is from today, but neither include post-debate data. 
Harvard-Harris polled 1,300 1, registered voters between September 22nd and 24th and found that Trump has a 47% job approval rating and 53% disapproval rating, which is an improvement over the 46 to 54 he had in August. Gallup had even better news. Its rolling survey of adults taken between September 14th and 28th shows that ju- that Trump's job approval rating jumped, po- jumped four points from 42 to 46%, be- his best showing since May. Also, 56% of those polled by Gallup believe Trump will win the upcoming election compared to just 40% who believe that uh, Joe Biden will win it. Good news in the polling for Trump. Democrats never say what they are truly for. They never will say it. Now, here's the subject matter that I'm talking about right now. Will they pack the court? Now, for those of you who don't know what packing the court means, I'm sure you do, but in case you don't, right now we have nine Supreme Court justices, actually eight because Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away, but she's about to be replaced by Amy Coney Barrett. So we have nine Supreme Court justices. Packing the court means you add two, you add three, you add five. So here's the thing. That's what the Democrats, it's all being floated out there. Transition integrity project. Please pull that up when you have a chance. Look into that. Don't have time to get into that tonight. Maybe I will more on Saturday. More stuff has come out of there via Glenn Beck that I do want to share. Transition Integrity Project is a bunch of left-wing nut jobs that are going to try to usurp a fair election coming up. Watch it. Watch it. But anyway. Democrats never say what they're for. Joe Biden was asked point blank, even by Chrissy Wallace uh, at the debate, asked him, are you in favor of packing the court? And he said, I'm not going to answer that because my answer will then become the subject matter. Who cares? You answer the question. Are you for packing the court? Are you against packing the court? Simple as that. You answer the question, right? Trump did. I'm against it. I'll answer it right now. Tom, you pro-life or pro-choice? Pro-life? You for packing the court or not packing the court? Not packing the court. There you go. Simple as that, right? That's what you do. Tom, what do you believe? What the Bible says. Simple as that. Yeah, but that might hurt other people's feelings. Don't care. That's what you do. You go with the truth. But Democrats never say what they're truly for because nobody's actually for that level of socialistic totalitarianism. Nobody is for that third world sort of Stalinist government. Nobody is. But here's uh, uh, Jake Tapper talking to Kamala Harris. And he asked her the same question that was asked to Biden about packing the court. Play that for me. There are a number of Democrats in Washington, as you know, who are saying that if Judge Barrett is confirmed uh, and if you and Joe Biden win and the Democrats take back the Senate, uh, then there should be consideration of adding seats to the U.S. Supreme Court. Neither you nor Joe Biden are willing to give a straight answer as to whether or not you're willing to entertain that idea, but it's not some fringe idea. Democrats in Washington are talking about it. Chuck Schumer, the Democratic leader in the Senate, has said that he's not taking anything off the table. Is that an idea that you're willing to think about? We are 35 days away from an election that is probably the most important election of our lifetime and, 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 and our children's lifetime. And there is nothing about these next 35 days that Joe or I will take for granted. And so the focus right now is on reminding people that we have this election that is very much in play. It is about reminding people that 
that people are voting right now. Almost a million people, Jake, in our country yet? have already voted. We are in the midst of an election, and the Republican leader of the Senate, together with Donald Trump, are in, in the spirit of hypocrisy, trying to push through a nominee while the American people are voting. And so Joe has been really clear. Let's focus on what's happening right now. Deal with later, later. Focus on what's happening right now, which is the American people are voting, and they so should be the ones the to decide who will have the next lifetime appointment the to the United States or? Supreme Court. Let's not get distracted. Let's be focused on what is right in front of <laughs> us, because there is a lot at stake in terms of the integrity of even our democracy, <laughs> of our election system, this is a big ball and this crap. process that should take place over the next 35 days. <laughs> she just days. keeps on rambling on. I will respectfully note that you also declined to answer that question with me. Senator Kamala Harris, I appreciate your time this evening. Thank you so much. Keep it going. Look at the tap right there. Good to here. be with you, Jake. Thanks for the question. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I don't really... <laughs> They won't answer, because if they do, they know that they'll alienate most of America. Most America does not want to pack the court. Where does it ever stop? Then the Repu So you say you bring it up to 12 members of the court, right? So then the Republicans win, they make it 15. Then the Democrats win, they, win, they, they make it 18. It's just like right now. The Democrats' chickens are coming home to roost. To get, a, to get a Supreme Court justice confirmed by the Senate is now a simple majority. It used to be you had to get 60 votes, which the Republicans could never get right now to confirm Amy Coney Barrett. They could never get 60. But who changed it? The Democrats changed it so that they could get their own Supreme Court justices in. Harry Reid did it. It was about a decade ago. Harry Reid did it. And now it's come back to really screw them. So that's good. Good. You get what you got right up the caboose. There you go, pal. All right, Feinstein. Senator Feinstein spotted without a mask at Dulles Airport despite calls. Here's old Diane. There she is without a mask despite her calls for mandatory mask policy. This is out of Fox News 929. Senator Feinstein has urged the FAA to issue nationwide mandatory mask requirements. And there she is once again, Democrats, what is good for you is not good for them. The, the typical, listen, typical little Stalinists. You think Stalin ever starved to death? No, just everybody under his rule starved to death. Not him. She, she, if she was so terrified of COVID, she would have a mask on, would she not? If she really believed that masks prevented COVID from coming, from affecting her, she'd have it on, would she not? She doesn't truly believe it. Nobody who has a brain truly believes it. Listen, COVID is real. It's real. It affects people. I get it. So does the flu. It kills the elderly. So does the flu. Every year here in Florida, because we have such a large uh, elderly population, many times you cannot get into a nursing home during flu season. That's the way it should be. Totally agree. But those that are little totalitarians like Diane Feinstein of California, of course, Puts out dictates for everybody else and then doesn't follow them. Look at Gavin Newsom. This is from Senator Melissa Melendez. Put that up for me. There you go. Why is why is the California governor's winery funding Black Lives Matter, the very group terrorizing cities across the nation? Supporting Black Lives Matter. Help us raise funds for the Hidden Genius Project as one of Plum Jack's actionable steps in supporting the Black Lives Matter movement. That's from Governor Newsom. 
<laughs> Good timing. Perfect timing on the pick. Love you, brother. You're awesome. That's from Gavin Newsom. There they go. You know what? While their own while their own state and their own people are losing their businesses for life. For life. He himself is sending money to Black Lives Matter. Joe Biden t- telling President Trump, now, now, denounce w- white supremacy. Now, now. You know what Trump should have said? We missed a golden opportunity. What he, Trump should have said during that debate was, I denounce white supremacy. And then you look at Joe Biden right in the face and say, will you denounce Antifa and Black Lives Matter? Boy, it would have hung him out too dry right there, right then. I mean, over. All right, that's going to be it for the night. I love you guys. I really do appreciate it. We went for over an hour and a half. Let's not really do appreciate it. So far, we haven't been kicked off Facebook. My screen went blank. I got scared for a little bit. But like and share this as much as you can. We've lost a lot of our numbers that we had. We got to rebuild. So I need you guys. I need you. I don't have any other budget to put out there. So like and share this video as much as you can. Get over to YouTube. Learn how to use YouTube, folks. Listen, I only got on Facebook six years ago. I never wanted to get on. I'm no tech person. But you're going to have to be in tech. You got to do it. That's the main way uh, that Michael Savage, ma- major conservative commentator, just he said today he's going off the radio. He's doing podcasts only. This is where the action is right here. This is it. Now, we have our other sources, too. You got Periscope on Twitter. We'll be up sooner or later on Rumble also. As Parler gets bigger, we'll have a bigger presence there because we're going to have to create other platforms for conservatives because we get banned too often on the more liberal platforms. Of course, with Facebook's hyper-liberal, YouTube's not as bad. That's why I'm urging you to go over and get an account on YouTube and make sure you hit subscribe. That way you get notified when I'm live. All right, so let's all do this together. I love you guys. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We praise you. I praise your blessings, your abundance, and your victory upon all those that are watching. Lord, we love you. Lord, we praise you in Jesus' name. Everybody shouts amen and amen. I love you guys. God bless you. Saturday night, 830, we're back. Have a great Thursday night.